You are listening to the Huskers Nutrition Podcast, presented by Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. Here is your host, Jessica Cootie. And we're back with episode three of the Huskers Nutrition Podcast, sponsored by Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. I'm Jessica Cootie. And back on the episode today, we're going to have Lisa Kopecki that will be joining us here in just a few minutes, the Director of Performance Nutrition. But we're going to start back again. Uh, joining us again is Jake Blattner, another member of the Huskers Performance Nutrition Team. You were on episode one. You're back again to talk to us a little bit about body composition testing and all of that, but is that, what's going on right now? What are you guys doing with the athletes right now to get them ready for everything that comes for training purposes in the fall? Yeah, definitely. So our track and field programs and like our basketball programs are starting to report back now. So um, I'm working with the men's basketball team and right now we're bringing up to our NAPL laboratories. So, you know, that's one thing Nebraska is really good at is this, the science and we're able to, you know, look at that athlete and break it down and you know what do we need to be putting in our bodies how do we improve and what do we need to improve upon so we'll do dexa that's the body composition testing that we use um there's different ways of looking at body composition basically what body comp is is looking at how much bone muscle or fat we have on our body it's more than just looking at a number on the scale it's able to say like all right you know rink you came in you had 110 pounds of muscle on your body now we want to improve that you know what do we what do we need to do nutritionally what do we need to do in the weight room you know next time we scan you or do your body composition you know how much muscle do we want to have on that body do we need to lean you out it, is your bone mineral density in good position so that's another thing that we use with um our athletes is hey is, are we in good health standards as well so why is it so important the body composition testing the overall why because you guys do it i'm sure periodically throughout the year why is that so important to the athlete's health yeah it's a piece of the puzzle so um, a lot of athletes, they try to focus on a number on the scale and, you know, a scales, a, it's just a tool. Um, at the end of the day, it, it just gives you one number. And with DEXA, we're able to look at like, well, what is that number actually comprised of? You know, um, if an athlete loses five pounds, is that muscle mass? Is it fat mass? Just water mass? You know, it's able to give us a really scientific and in-depth look of what that athlete's made out of. So, you know, right now we're just kind of getting those baseline numbers. We have some new athletes on campus or even some returners like, hey, before Keisei went overseas to play in Japan, we got him on and we're able to say like, okay, went and played a summer, you came back, like what happened to your body? Did we, you know, do we eat correctly? Did we, did we train correctly? Um, so we're able to make sure our jobs are also, you know, it, our programs are working essentially. Absolutely. Let's dive into the bone density part of it yeah. and how you guys monitor that and I guess that's something that can be addressed if if there's concerns there yeah definitely so when an athlete comes in um, especially like our I want to say like our distance crew um, we want to make sure that our bones or our frame is able to take that impact so we want to make sure that hey we have good bone health um, you know like Zion Williams goes to the NBA and all of a sudden he's being held out with stress reactions stress fractures well, did we have good bone health? Is there something we could have done differently? And there's other parts of it too. If we're low in bone mineral density, do we need to look at calcium or vitamin D? Let's figure out or address the problem. What's what's going on with that athlete? So it's it's a screening tool as long with a, as a performance tool for us. So um, like I said, there's other ways of looking at body composition. We can do skin calipers where we pinch the skin, but that doesn't give us a 
you know, uh, what our bone min mineral density is. So I think DEX is pretty much our gold standard. So say someone needs to address some of that. How do you go about that with what fuel you put in your body, what food you put in your body? Yeah, definitely. So like nutrition recommendation wise, like, hey, you know, we did your second scan and all of a sudden your bone mineral density went the wrong way. You know, did we put enough calories or enough fuel in our body? Did we, were we putting the right nutrients in, calcium, vitamin D? It's one of those checks that we can say, okay, whoa, what's going on? Like, what do we need to change or do we need to change anything? Did you progress correctly? Did we put five pounds of muscle on from training? Um, so from a nutrition standpoint, you know, most of the time being in the Midwest, are we getting enough vitamin D or we do pretty good on the dairy consumption, um, but a lot of vitamin D just because we don't see sunlight. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one of the main sources of vitamin D actually. So tell us about, you, you've mentioned DEXA a few times, maybe do a little bit more of a deeper dive into that and why that's so critical to your testing. Yeah, definitely. And like from an editing purpose, we'll shoot you a picture of a DEXA machine, see yeah. what it looks like. Um, but essentially it stands for dual energy X-ray absorbitometry. So really fancy terms for it's a bed that you lay on and we, we shoot X-rays at you essentially. Um, so you have to go through some licensure and some exams and stuff like that. And um, like I said, it's, it's a really scientific way of looking at the body from multiple compartments or uh, multiple ways instead of just a number on the scale. And then just in terms of timetable and goals for these athletes when they come in and maybe even do it as a freshman when they come in and, and how you kind of go through the process of a year of testing and then how you attack some of those things that you're seeing that need to be addressed. Yeah, we definitely looked at uh, with our training periods. We want to look at for men's basketball specifically when we first come to campus, you know, two months ago for spring training or summer training. Hey, that's our first scan. Then at the end of end of summer training, you know, coming into fall, we'll do another scan to say, okay, did we make the right progress during the summer? Is there something that we need to change quickly before season starts? Um, are, are we at risk for anything? So that's that's kind of our, uh, I guess you want to say, checkpoint. And at the end of season, what happened during the season? Did our bodies hold up? Um, we can also look at risk for injuries too. Is there imbalances? Adex is able to give us, you know, hey, are we carrying our mass, um, you know, equally or not? Is is someone at risk for an ACL injury or even, um, you know? you know, for <laughs> um, someone does have an injury during the season, like, oh my gosh, we just blew an ACL out. How much muscle mass did you have on your right leg before that injury? And then after your injury, we wow. can kind of use that with our athletic training staff and our sports scientists to, to build a program and a rehab program off that. For your sport specifically, how much do you see them kind of buy into this and kind of want to attack whatever the information that they're getting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great buy-in. Um, I mean, it's you're giving something unique to that athlete and it's something that not a lot of institutions, you know, have access to DEXA. And I think we have, we have, you know, I was at a previous institution and we, we barely had one up and operational and it just worked for the football program. Here we have two DEXAs and we do all of our athletic teams here. So um, that's something definitely unique and like I said, from the buy-in perspective, you're able to give them something that they've never known about their body and you're able to, you know, kind of help them. It, uh, it's definitely nice from a nutrition perspective because you get a little bit better buy-in too. They're like, oh my goodness, I'd like to put on a little more muscle mass. Okay, what do we do? Are we, you know, you're skipping breakfast right now. If you, we want to put some lean muscle mass on, we probably should be getting some protein in or, you know, working on breakfast. I guess, and then just maybe for, this might be a dumb question on my part, but specifically, if these things are not right, right? I mean, that affects 
injuries, performance, I mean, kind of all of the above? Yes, all of the above. Um, trust me, there's no dumb questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just from even a normal health standard, you know, if there's something that we can do differently to improve quality of life, you know, um, it affects all aspects of life. So, you know, 20 years from now, when you're done playing sports, you know, I want you to have good bone mineral density still too. Yeah. I want you to still be able to go out for a run and enjoy, you know, maybe some recreational stuff too. Awesome. Great perspective. Jake Blattner, appreciate your time. And we're going to continue this conversation coming up next with Lisa Kopecky. Late night studying, intense practice, cramming for that big test. Take a moment to reset yourself with dairy. Dairy foods like milk and yogurt allow you to stay in the game with immunity-boosting nutrients like vitamin A, vitamin D, zinc, and protein to keep you fueled without the crash. Trusted by athletes and supported by science. A message from Midwest Dairy and your local farm families. We're back to continue the conversation here on the Huskers Nutrition Podcast with Lisa Kopecki, the Director of Performance Nutrition here at Nebraska. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me back. All right, well, tell us about REDS. What are REDS? Well, REDS is a syndrome that results from under-fueling and over over-exercising. So student athletes who maybe aren't aware of how much their body demands from fuel throughout the day, maybe unintentionally under consuming enough calories to support the training that they're doing. It's very common across all sports, across both genders. And I'll give you a little background. So back in the late 90s, we had this term that was coined called the female athlete triad. So we had female athletes who were under fueling, who saw menstrual disturbances and then bone related injury. So it was this three-spoked wheel, hence the triad. Those of us that were working in performance at that time were really questioning, so what about our male athletes who are underfueling? And we mm -hmm. were seeing other things, such as decline in libido, changes in mental function, inability to gain muscle mass or strength during the training, or difficulty recovering. So in 2014, the International Olympic Committee came up with this syndrome called REDS, which stands for Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport. So essentially, it's underfueling or overtraining, but essentially, we're not meeting the needs of the body. There's not enough leftover after training to support basic physiological function. I gotta imagine that probably happens quite often, right? I mean, do you, I mean, it's. I know it's probably an education part, but it is an educational component, and our department this year is really putting a focus on that, and we're gonna put some extra pieces into place to help screen all of our student athletes for REDS. Because unfortunately, some of the symptoms that might show up could be psychological. Mm. So somebody may be struggling with depression or an inability to sleep. Somebody else may have chronic um, soft tissue injuries or not recover well from one day to the next. Somebody else might have an actual diagnosed eating disorder. Um, so it doesn't always align. There isn't one definitive diagnostic criteria that says REDS. It's an accumulation of a bunch of things together. That's why we call it a syndrome. And it takes all of the support staff coming together and actually communicating and figuring out what's going on with this particular student athlete. Who, what kind of athlete could be affected by this? All athletes could mm -hmm. be affected. And I'll give you an example. So every one of us, when we wake up in the morning, we're in a state of low energy availability. We have been fasting all night. 
We haven't eaten anything, and that's why we should start our morning with breakfast. And our athletes should absolutely consume something before they're doing their morning training sessions. The problem is when underfueling has been going on because student athletes are busy, maybe they have class conflicts and they can't get to a meal, or they're busy socializing and they forget to stop and eat lunch before their next class or their training session. So that all leads to an unintentional um, underfueling, and over time that affects the appetite. So pretty soon student athletes are like, well, I'm just not hungry, so I didn't think I needed to eat. Mm. And then maybe what's the difference, I guess, between REDS and then an eating disorder or disordered eating? Okay, so there is a spectrum. So we have disordered eating on one end, and we have, or excuse me, we have eating disorders on one end, mm -hmm. disordered eating in the middle, and then we have normalized eating on the other side. Mm -hmm. I often ask student-athletes, has anybody ever eaten because they were bored, hungry, tired, frustrated, or sad, and they all raised their hand? Well, that's disordered eating here in the middle of the spectrum. On the other side, when we have eating disorders like anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, those are diagnostic-based diagnoses, so there's a specific criteria in the DSM-5. It is a psychological condition that requires the help of a dietitian to help manage or treat that condition. But that is a very specific diagnosis. Mm -hmm. REDS could be anywhere along that spectrum. It just depends on each individual athlete. So treating REDS can be very challenging because you don't treat everybody with REDS the same way. Yeah. So say whatever you know the issue might be, at what point does somebody know when to seek help? If somebody is struggling with sleep, depression, um, injuries, frequent illness for our female athletes, any changes in their menstrual cycle. So if they're having fewer than nine menstrual cycles in a year, that's reason to seek help. And I'll tell you, most females are pretty excited when they're not having to deal with a monthly period but it really is important because of their bone health. So what happens is when you're under fueling, the body doesn't have enough calories for that basic physiological function and managing our hormones. So that lends us to missing periods and that leads to bone issues. And we have we done a feature in the past talking about uh, an athlete that had a, an eating disorder and you kind of dove into how, you know, the psychological part of it, how big is that to have the mental health part of it here at Nebraska too, that you and Brett Haskell and that team can work together when there is an issue that, that might come up from something like that? Yeah, anytime we're dealing with student athletes with injuries, sleep issues, psychological issues, nutrition issues, it is not just one discipline that's involved. Mm -hmm. It affects every aspect of their life. So REDS really is a multidisciplinary team approach. And we just have to continuously keep our feelers out there and be looking for any risk factors that may pop up. So if it's, it's just under fueling, right? If an athlete is under fueled, what are some of the foods or that you go to immediately to grab? Um, if an athlete is struggling with underfueling, and I was to approach them and say, ooh, actually you need another 500 or 1,000 calories today, that's not gonna be really effective. That scares most athletes away. So mm -hmm. what we try to do is figure out what their normal eating pattern is. If they're currently eating three meals during the day and a snack, 
What are the components of those meals? Are we missing a group of macronutrients at lunchtime? For example, maybe they have a salad with a piece of salmon, but they don't have any carbohydrates to fuel the activity they're gonna be doing in the afternoon. So we might add some carbohydrates at lunch. Maybe their afternoon snack is gummy bears, and we try to change that a little bit and include a protein. Could we do an apple and a cheese stick? Um, maybe they're not doing anything at bedtime because they've heard through our diet culture that we shouldn't eat after 7 p.m. Most athletes should have a bedtime snack. Mm. So we're going to encourage, encourage another snack that's high in protein and carbohydrates, a yogurt parfait with fresh berries and granola, potentially a bowl of oatmeal made with milk, peanut butter and a banana sliced in there, maybe a deli meat sandwich with a piece of cheese. So we're just looking for opportunities in their current fueling pattern where we can add something else in, whether it's a piece of cheese on the burger they're already eating, maybe a slice of avocado in their stir fry bowl or enhancing their snack. Man, we, we've already covered a lot of information in three episodes, but and, and I know this is something you guys go to school for, but how do you continue to stay up with all the knowledge, and, and not just you, but your staff, to make sure you're on top of everything that you need to know <laughs> in terms of all of this? Because i got to imagine it changes from time to time too, right? Well, it does, because when I was here over 20 years ago, we only had the female athlete triad. Mm -hmm. And now, 20 years later, we have REDS, which incorporates our male and our female athletes who are under fueling and it's continuously changing so we do attend a lot of conferences I just came back with our team physician Dr. Janet Sellen we were out in Boston for a week learning about REDS and anything related to our female athletes so we're continuously getting educated and trying to bring some of those new things we learn back to this environment one other thing just for people that when we were talking about eating disorders what happens when someone wants to dig in their feet and not listen, not eat, and, and whether it be disordered eating, eating disorders, or, or that REDS that you're talking about, when they are not really wanting to hear what you're trying to tell them that, that their body needs. Right, so when we've identified somebody that's either experiencing REDS or an actual eating disorder, oftentimes we have to pull them out of sport initially to get them the help that they need. They're a risk to themselves if they are trying to train and compete under fueled. So um, that means I'm usually going to our team physician, athletic trainer, talking to them about what I'm seeing, and they're gonna ultimately be the ones that pull that student athlete out of sport. Um, student athletes don't wanna admit that they need help oftentimes, and sometimes we have to send student athletes away for outpatient treatment, maybe partial residential or intensive outpatient, something more than what we can provide for them here. Someone might be listening and might need help or know somebody that needs help. Do you have a resource that they could go to to seek out help? Um, I would ask them to follow up with their physician mm -hmm. and or ask for a referral to a dietitian that works in the sports related field. Awesome. Anything else we miss? No, that's it. All right. Lisa Kopecki with the Husker Performance Nutrition, the Director of Performance Nutrition here. We're back with another episode of the Huskers Performance Podcast next week, so keep it right here on the Huskers Radio Network Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode.